I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. BYU, Arkansas. Makes the catch, steps back inside for the touchdown. Tony Epps scores. You're listening to extended BYU pregame coverage on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to extended pregame coverage for the Razorbacks and the Cougars. An SEC team coming to Provo in the middle of the season has not happened very often. Last team to visit here from the SEC was Mississippi State. That was that classic overtime game. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams. That was a lot of fun. Uh, I think BYU fans are hoping this one maybe doesn't go to OT and they can uh, get it done in regulation. But after what happened last week, you're reeling a little bit. I think BOU fans would be happy with a win any way it could come. Extended pregame coverage today is brought to you by Utah Community Credit Union. UCCU offers home equity lines of credit with no fees or closing costs. UCCU, love where you bank. And I know Cougar fans love when uh, they've got the full collection of personnel available to them. Today, looking at the injuries for BYU football. Uh, Jaron Hall, as we heard, he's a full go at practice this week. Uh, he's been dealing. He hasn't came out and specifically said the shoulder, but all indications point that it was the shoulder that he was dealing with last week. Uh, so he's going to be good to go today. Uh, Miles Davis, running back for BYU. We haven't seen him in a couple weeks. Davis is, quote, according to BYU offensive coordinator, hopeful we didn't see him at practice on Wednesday. Did not see him, did not see Gunnar Romney at practice. And keep in mind, we don't get to see practice. So we are, we're walking. But coming off the coming field. Coming off the yeah. field, yeah. We get there right as they're wrapping up to do some interviews. And we'll have Isaac Rex later in the program. We got that interview on Wednesday after practice. And you keep an eye who was here, who wasn't. Miles Davis wasn't. Gunnar Romney wasn't. There's been kind of some mixed commentary on Gunnar Romney. Uh, initially on Monday from, from Kalani Sataki, it sounded like, yeah, he's probably going to go. And then Aaron Roderick grouped him with Miles Davis as someone who, you know, hopeful. So, uh, personally speaking, not reporting anything, I'd be shocked to see Miles Davis and Gunnar Romney today. I, I, I'm hopeful too, just like the coaches that they can play. But we saw Puka there. We saw Jaron Hall. You feel much. Chase Roberts. He was there as well. You feel much better about them because they're practicing and uh, did not see Davis or Romney. Yeah, Romney, it's interesting because last week, or he's you know coming back from a lacerated kidney that he suffered in, in fall camp, and then uh, he comes back against Utah State, and then he played against Notre Dame. Late in that third quarter against the Irish, he gets sidelined, he gets carted off. You saw him go into the medical tent uh, in Vegas, and then he had a brief stint at the hospital. As coaches said, it was precautionary. Uh, but, yeah, Ed Lamb, Kalani Sataki on Monday said he's expected to be available, and then it got to Wednesday, and 
Uh, maybe it's looking a little more to the hopeful side of things. So we will see on Gunnar Romney. Uh, defensive lineman Josh Larson, a rotational guy, formerly of Woods Cross High School. He's out for the season. Uh, Kavika Gagne, a linebacker who's a rotational guy, number 27. He suffered a season-ending injury last week against the Irish. And then defensive lineman Gabe Summers, still dealing with a PCL, a partial PCL tear. Uh, last week he went down against Notre Dame. He's expected to still be available. He's kind of gutting it out right now and just uh, grinding through a, a difficult situation. It's a bummer for him, too, because I thought that he was going to be impactful. And, and that play that he almost made, where it was one-on-one, him and Drew Pine racing for that first down, it, it didn't look good for someone struggling with a PCL tear. So we'll have to see if Gabe Summers can give it a go. But BYU, again, I think against Arkansas, will not be at full strength. Here's the reality. Is anyone at full strength at this point? Arkansas has got some issues as well. So K.J. Jefferson, their, their quarterback, he did not play last week. And I think that was a big reason why they lost to Mississippi State. He's going to give it a go. We'll see how effective he is. If he's not his usual self, maybe it makes it a little easier for BYU to defend the run. So that's, that's something to monitor too. Which quarterback looks more like themselves? Because neither of them are going to be 100%. Is it going to be Jaron Hall or Jefferson of Arkansas. Je- Jefferson, again, K.J. Jefferson, quarterback for the Hogs, 6'4", 235 pounds. He's freaky how big he is. And he's kind of like I was talking with Tyler Batty, BYU defensive lineman on Cougar Tracks this week. And, you know, coaches and players, they kind of look at Jefferson like a Cam Newton. And that's the type of you know build that he is. He's a guy that's more than enough capable of, of running the football. But he's also had games, too, where he's incredibly accurate. Now, it's a mixed bag in the passing game with K.J. Jefferson. Kalani Satake, I asked him uh, earlier this week about the challenges that Arkansas QB K.J. Jefferson gives to BYU's defense. You can see it on film, and you can see the things that he does to great talent on defenses that they're going against, and, and he's a special player big too and he can fly you know just uh yeah he he he's got it all man and then he's a he's a pain and so we had to so we we really can't can't afford to make a lot of mistakes against him he'll he'll punish you and, and, and he can do it with his arm and with his legs he's extremely talented and uh you, you can see when he's in there he, he makes a huge difference for their team how do you think BYU should approach uh, defending K.J. Jefferson, Matt? Because last week BYU was aggressive, but Notre Dame's Drew Pine still had a ton of success. They, they blitzed a lot last week, um, but they had a hard time getting the pressure there. I want BYU to sell out to run, to stop the run. I just I, I rewatched the Notre Dame game. I'm sure you did too because we're – we're degenerates. We we just at least I am. I suffer in misery. I want to rewatch every play Absolutely. as I can. In that fourth quarter, Notre Dame rarely had two safeties in the back of the defense. It was almost entirely one safety back, and they were daring BYU to beat them through the air, and BYU couldn't. And that's one of my frustrations too about that loss is not only could they not do it. They didn't do it. on the Four plays inside scoring position, they didn't pull, put the ball in the air one time when it was one-on-one coverage, which was that was disappointing to see. I want BYU to take what Notre Dame did and do that to Arkansas. Just load the box. Get Micah Harper up in there. He's a great run defender at that safety position. Put eight, nine guys in the box, and let's see if Caleb Hayes and Gabe Giuliani and these cornerbacks can defend one-on-one because – Throwing the football is something K.J. Jefferson can do, 
but he's not nearly as good as Jaron Hall at throwing the football. So I want to see BYU's defense just sell out to run the football because I don't think I can handle another 200-yard rushing game if they're just trying to play assignment sound and do what they have to do. Now, let's put a little scheme behind it as well to stop the running attack for Arkansas. Yeah, I think that you know BYU and, and Arkansas is going to be a, a game where BYU has to stop the run because Arkansas is 11th nationally in, in rushing uh, offense. BYU is 100th nationally in stopping the run. D- BYU's defense has to come up big if they want to get this win. Kickoff at 1.30 p.m. here on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.